Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today, we're going to do a remedy spotlight, or we're going to discuss the remedy, homeopathic remedy, China officinalis. We always, when I first started studying homeopathy, this remedy was known as Cinchona. About eight, ten years ago, I started seeing China officinalis listed instead of Cinchona from many labs. So it's just one of those things. It's from the Rubiaceae family of plants, and it's derived from quinine, from the Peruvian bark plant. So China officinalis is the number one remedy that everyone should know about for debility due to loss of fluids. And I say loss of fluids because any time you've been ill, vomiting, diarrhea, sweating, profuse sweating, um, any, any kind of dehydration, dehydration due to loss of fluids, you need to think of China officinalis. And I've actually had people say, oh... I, I just swear I have not felt well since I had that flu. And I'll say, what flu? Oh, that flu where I was just vomiting and I had diarrhea so bad. I just can't seem to, I just can't seem to get my energy back. And the flu could have taken place a week or a month prior to this conversation. And I'm like, oh my gosh, go take a dose of China, 30C. They do, and they start feeling better instantly, okay? It's, I don't know why, homeopathy just works like that. I'm also going to throw in here real quick that um, China sulfuricum, so in other words, Cinchona sulfuricum or China sulfuricum, is the same remedy that they were talking about for, you know, when everybody had the, the COVID symptoms and stuff. That was the remedy that a lot of people were wanting to take. That was the element that they wanted everybody to give out. It's the what they always gave out for malaria because China is an amazing remedy for the, the malarial illness and malaria you know is a cycle it's a parasitic cycle that when you get bit by this mosquito or whatever and you get this parasite it literally goes in a a eight week cycle so you have the hatch and whatnot and so forth and then after eight weeks then you're going to get the fever the shakes the shivers all over again and that seems to be the way that this virus likes to act as well you apparently get it and then anywhere from four to eight months you get it again so it's not the eight week cycle but it is it's cyclical. And so that's why this chloroquine is probably working well, because that's basically cinchona. That's the quinine, sulfuric quinine, all the same type of element. So this is an amazing, amazing remedy. And the thing is, I just did the mini training for the heavy metal detox, and which is in our members corner. But um, I, I just, China is such an amazing remedy. And it's amazing for detoxing from several types of elements. And I, I guess I had never really associated it with that before because it's so famous for the cyclical types of illnesses as well as debility from loss of fluids. And so one of the things I always think of for loss of fluids is the sweating, the profuse sweating. But yes, this is an amazing, amazing remedy. I just, I, it's in, you know, obviously 
my book, Homeopathy for Mommies, and it's a very popular remedy. It's a very needed remedy in any household that's going to take care of sick people. The, the, the debility caused by an excessive drain of animal fluids, such as the loss of blood, excessive superation um, after prolonged strain of overwork, mental or bodily, a pumped out condition, and the sensitive, irritable state of mind that accompanies such. Like I said, never well since blood loss, surgery, loss of fluids, especially if the liver, colon, or digestive tract has shut down or been weakened since the blood loss. Those are the things you're going to think about for China officinalis. It also suits well persons of a thin, dry, and bilious or leucophlegmatic personal person with a dropsical disorder, catars, or diarrhea of women. We think of this remedy for traveler's diarrhea and food poisonings, the tepanic abdomen, you know, when the abdomen is really, really tight. Um, of course, traveler's diarrhea because they can get so depleted so quickly. So it's good to have China on hand for that. Fermentation in the intestines from eating fruit, much flatulent colic, better double, bending double, very much like colocynth, dysentery with dehydration and weakness, bedwetting in weakly children, and this this person is a very weakly looking person because they are very very debilitated, like I said. And you always you we don't think about blood or hemorrhage as as um, a need for this remedy, because I, I like I said I tend to think of the heavy profuse sweating like a malarial patient, um, or diarrhea or vomiting when someone's had a really bad stomach flu. That's the types of things I think of for the need for China, but the blood the hemorrhage loss or the Bleeding loss is huge, even heavy menses or giving blood or vertigo from anemia, vertigo after the loss of vital fluids. Very, very important to think of this when there's been any type of anemia or even anemia after childbirth. And the thing for colds and flu, fevers and diseases, the fever with chills, especially if it's period, it has periodicity, um, like I said, that's usually a high fever with, and there can be profuse sweating. And then, of course, the chills will come on when the fever is starting to soar. Just remember the words, never well since loss of vital fluids. I had a young mother not too long ago, going back to the childbirth thing, and I didn't even think of it. You know, so, okay, there again, we talk about the human factor, and we can't, none of us can know everything. None of us can remember everything. None of us can recall all the information we've learned in our life, and sometimes, we can't see the most obvious of things in our life. And so I had this young mother, and she had lost a tremendous amount of blood and was extremely anemic after her child was born. I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened to me, you know. But at the same time, I did not think about China. And she was, she was suffering. She had a bunch of little kids, and she was still not feeling well, and she couldn't get her strength back. So then one day she called me. I don't know, it was about two and a half weeks after the child was born. She called me. She goes, you know, I finally thought to take China. And I, I wanted to cry because I felt so bad that I didn't, I hadn't thought of that. And she says, I cannot believe how it turned me around. I just, I feel like a million bucks now. And, you know, like I said, I'm thankful that she has been studying homeopathy on her own. She has the book Homeopathy for Mommies. And she wasn't relying totally on me to be able to see what she needed. So, and like I said, when things like that happen, we have to just swallow our pride a little bit and apologize for not seeing the obvious and move on and not let our guilt eat us up, eat us up. <laughs> 
because it will. You'll feel so bad when, you know, you think of all the time lost when someone could have just simply taken a remedy that was so basic, right? So anyway, this is a very, very important remedy. I, I just can't stress it enough. Well, you know what? Let's talk about dehydration in general because dehydration, and I, I have gone over this. I don't know what in which podcast. I can't name them, but I have talked about it. And how, how do you tell if someone's dehydrated or not? Okay, first of all, at any given time, if someone loses a tremendous amount of fluids, you're going to say, okay, they're walking into dehydration if they're not now. All right. And so once the body gets dehydrated, it's really hard for it to heal itself. And so we have to watch for that. The problem is, is a lot of times it doesn't matter. You can give people a lot of fluids, but they're still, they're still getting rid of them. They're still secreting them, whether it be through blood loss, sweat, or diarrhea, or if they can even keep the fluids down and maybe they're just vomiting. I've seen women with severe morning sickness that can't even look at water, but what they just don't start heaving. So we have to understand what dehydration is and how quickly the body can go downhill if it goes into that dehydration state. And so I, um, I had a baby, got dehydrated once. It was pretty horrible. She, could, she was even too weak to nurse. I didn't know enough that I could give her a teaspoon of water. One teaspoon of water or um, fluid will keep a baby from dehydrating. If you can give them one teaspoon an hour, an adult needs a tablespoon. And I tell people just, you know, keep, be on the safe side, give two, you know, one to three teaspoons for an infant or child, one to three tablespoons per adult. And even if they um, can't drink because they're too sick or they're unable to drink for whatever reason, you can just actually use an eyedropper. You can measure your fluids, use an eyedropper and just a drop at a time just to keep going into their system. So anyway, that'll keep them from getting dehydrated. But what if they're already in that dehydrated state? How do you tell? Well, I like to, I know um, <laughs> Paola and her, her training for the kids was, says to do the pinch test. Well, that's all fine and dandy until you've got an old person and their skin just stands up anyway. <laughs> but yes, when a person is dehydrated, you can pinch their skin and it's going to tend to stand up. I prefer to do the, the punch test. Um, you take a fleshy part of the arm and just push firmly into the fleshy part of the arm, the muscle, you know, like at the forearm, you can do the muscle there, or you can do a thigh if it's a small child, um, and just hold it in and it should bounce right back. It should follow your finger right back out. If it doesn't follow that finger right back out instantly, then the dehydration is already setting in. And that's how I like to test it. Um, and so, and I actually did have my baby that she was, she had septic shoulder and she had, um, she was, she got dehydrated because I didn't know enough to give that, that one teaspoon an hour. And yes, she ended up in the hospital and, you know, that's one of the things that led me to homeopathy. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, um, that's what you can do to see if a, if a child or an adult is dehydrated. Another way is they'll very often have a, a headache that feels like they'll just hold the top of their head and they'll say like the bryonia it's a bryonia headache because bryonia is the number one remedy for dehydration due to lack of fluids in other words china is for loss of fluids they've been getting rid of it vomiting diarrhea sweating bleeding bryonia is they're not doing anything they're just they haven't taken in enough food or fluids so that's the the homeopathic remedy for lack of fluids is bryonia. And like I said, in those people will tend to get a headache 
yes, they might even get a dry mouth, but once they get a dry mouth, it's um, the headache will actually be the real indicator that they're actually getting dehydrated. A dry mouth is mostly the body's first warning signal that you're thirsty. <laughs> But if it goes beyond that, and you might even notice, I know when I'm out working in the sun, uh, I won't, even before I get the headache, I'll get prickles. My skin will prickle on my scalp. And that's, that's, the headache's going to set in right after that. And that means, oh, you haven't been drinking enough food, you big dummy. So <laughs> that again, like I said, is the bryonia headache. And so with China, we, we remember it's the number one remedy for dehydration due to loss of fluids. They can say things like, oh, I feel so drained. And you know what? They really are. They're telling you exactly what the problem is. They've been drained from their fluids and they need to get them back again. So in addition to the China, if there's been that loss of fluids, don't forget to replenish the electrolytes. I love to give watermelon. Watermelon is the number one food for reestablishing electrolyte loss. Now, obviously, most patients can't take that in because they've been too sick if they've had a huge loss, but you can give them a little, all right? Um, even just a little bit, I like even just a little tiny bit of warm, hot lemon water with a touch of honey and lemon or ginger, excellent. Just let them sip on that because like I said, they just need to start replenishing those electrolytes. They need to get that fluid back into the system slowly, very slowly in most cases, but fruits, just, um, I used to like to make fruit juice popsicles for my kids. No, no added sugar, just real fruit juice, especially the grape. I love, everybody knows I love organic grape juice. That's what my dad always gave us because the, the root of the grape goes very, very deep and it pulls many nutrients up into that beautiful little grape. It's such a perfect food, especially for people who are ill or need extra minerals. It's wonderful. And so I like to have the organic grape juice. And the thing is, is yes, our fruits and vegetables, is it's best to always have things that are fresh or just slightly steamed. But I will tell you that minerals are not necessarily destroyed when they are processed. So like they can, you know, grape juice or whatever. There's still quite a few of the good minerals that are retained in that, in that product. So minerals are hard to get because we have so few good foods nowadays, but when we do get them, they're not as easily lost as the, the vitamins. Okay. Some of the other things that I like to think about this remedy for is, and like say, any kind of vertigo, especially if there's a history of loss of fluids, that can even leave a person with a, a tinnitus in the ears. Again, that's just something to think about. It's a huge liver remedy as well. We don't even think about it too much, but when there's been a gallstone issue, definitely think about it as a possible liver remedy. So think about it for the liver, especially if there's been a gallstone or gallbladder issue prior to issues with the liver. That can leave a person with periodic recurrence of yellow skin and eyes and even possible constipation. So in other words, like worse since loss of fluids, but it's also worse since gallbladder was removed. It can leave a person actually in a hepatic state with exhaustion, cirrhosis and edema, liver weakness due to alcohol or a poor diet, pain in the region of the liver. So this is a remedy we don't think about a lot for the liver, but it definitely is one worth looking at now that you know about it. I did throw in my notes that I have here because if, you, if you're a member, you have, you have the um, printable that goes with this podcast. But China is actually antidoted by Ferrum. The homeopathic remedies Ferrum, Arsenicum, Natmer, Carboveg, 
Eupatorium, Ipecac, Mercurius, Nux vomica, Pulsatilla, Rustox, Sepia, Sulfur, and Veratrum. It's an antidote to, so in other words, it will, it will antidote Arsenicum, Calcarb, Chamomile, Coffea, Ferrum, Helleborus, Iodum, Mercurius, Sulfur, and Veratrum. So you can see that there's like several remedies that it antidotes and is antidoted by several, like Veratrum and Sulfur and Arsenicum. It's really interesting. I just love that the way that remedies interact with each other. There's no remedies listed that actually complement this remedy. There's no lim remedies listed that it's inimical to. In other words, so much like that it's inimical. It's just very specific with remedies that it does antidote or is antidoted by. So I thought that was an interesting note because China or cinchona is a very, very strong, strong remedy. It's one that you should definitely have in your pharmacy and that you definitely should take a few extra glances at. Like I said, this printable is in our members corner. If you're not familiar with it or if you don't have this in your Materia Medica, definitely get some information about it because it's really worth understanding this remedy. All right, folks, with that, I'm going to let you go. I hope this has been of help to you. I know it was even good for me to take a second look at this remedy. <laughs> okay. All right. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.